you chose Joe Biden as the next president of the United States of America. And Joe is a healer, a uniter, a tested and steady hand. Tonight, the whole world is watching America. And I believe at our best, America is a beacon for the globe. We will lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. I think it'll be a dramatic improvement in international relations. Joe Biden, just like uh, New Zealand, is very much in favor of multinational organizations. And you will see us re-engage with the world, which I think will be a good thing for everyone. Kia ora, I'm Alexia Russell, and today on The Detail, we're talking about the change of commander-in-chief with a New Zealander who's had a bit to do with him on an official level over the years. I think what you see is what you get, actually. I mean, I, I don't think he's a fake kind of guy. I think he just genuinely um, says it the way he calls it. But he's moderate. It'll be normal transmission resumed. Sir John Key was our Prime Minister during the Obama-Biden years, and although he played golf for the President, it's the VP that leaders of the smaller countries get to meet on official occasions. Biden and Key first met in 2010 at the Nuclear Security Summit in Washington, and in 2016, Biden came out to New Zealand on a state visit. It's a, a delight to be in New Zealand. The President usually doesn't let me come to great places. Uh, <laughs> I have all the other assignments. But no, very seriously, it's a, it's a delight to be here. The pair had other meetings in between. First time I met him, I thought he was the quintessential American politician. He was very um, complete, actually, as a politician. He was um, very warm, very engaging, knowledgeable, um, thoroughly pleasant, made you feel like you'd known him forever. Um, but genuine, actually, I thought, about New Zealand and the two countries' relationship and our shared history and heritage. And I liked him. You know, I really thought he was a genuinely nice guy. Um, and I wasn't surprised that he was both in that position and had done well. Um, and that was sort of reinforced me, I think, when he came out to New Zealand. He was very knowledgeable. I remember in 2016, we had the talks from memory in Auckland, actually, at, the, at Government House. And we had a really quite a long, sort of effectively bilateral then. It would have, I mean, it was way over an hour. And I remember him just going through a sort of tour de force of what was happening around the world. It was an excellent visit. The talks were, I thought, very, you know, they were terrific. And I thought he really addressed the issues of concern to both of our countries. And I think he'll pick up right where we left off um, after those meetings in 2016. That's former U.S. Ambassador Mark Gilbert, who says Joe Biden will be a very good friend to New Zealand. They're always deeply appreciative of the roles that we've played, you know, the support that we've given the Americans on a wide range of issues. And I guess increasingly, you know, with China, they have been very focused, obviously, on Asia in general. And we've been seen as one of their great friends in this part of the world. So they're always interested. And of course, Around in my time, which was really all of President Obama's time, TPP was one of the big things, Trans-Pacific Partnership. And then the whole nuclear issue, actually, that was the cause of the Nuclear Security Summit was something very close to, I think, both Joe Biden and Barack Obama's heart. You know, they really saw a window of opportunity to denuclearize. 
The Americans are coming. The US Vice President's confirmed an American naval vessel will visit New Zealand for the first time in 30 years. Joe Biden was in the country for less than 24 hours, but the naval announcement is seen as the biggest breakthrough in US-New Zealand military relations in decades. And they thought New Zealand, ironically, had gone from being probably on the bad boys list to maybe the good boys list. So it was, uh, it was a bit of a move, but, um, but it was great. Ironically, it was a bit of a segue into rebuilding that relationship with them. It was, and certainly I had spoken to Barack Obama about a US ship coming out. The whistle-stop visit also crammed in other topics. John Key talked up Helen Clark so much as the ideal next UN Secretary General. I, I, was, I was impressed. I thought, I thought she was his sister. Uh, it was amazing. You know, I think the things that they say about Joe Biden are right. I think he's he's a centrist politician, actually. He's he, he he doesn't come from the Elizabeth Warren sort of Bernie Sanders, you know, more extreme left wing part of the Democratic Party. He's very much been a, a centrist sort of, you know, person that's believed strongly in what he believes in, but a moderate sort of perspective, I think. And he's always seen as someone that would work across the aisles. And I th- and that was always the impression you got when you spoke to him. He's, he sort of spoke to you as, I, mean, I always remember thinking he was eminently sensible. And a consensus guy from what we know about him. Yeah, mm. and, I, and I think that's what he'll carry into the presidency. I think, there were, mm. I mean, the interesting thing will be what will happen with China because... Again, back in, you know, if I sort of think back to the TPP, a lot of people thought, you know, TPP was a containment strategy for the United States in the region and particularly around China. I'm not so 100% sure. I think they fully believed in the the line or the perspective that I did, that the United States has to show leadership in the region. And if it doesn't show leadership in the region, it leaves a vacuum. And so... Part of that leadership is is trade leadership, really, and showing that it believes in you know free trade and you know that was a great disappointment, obviously, when President Trump came into office and one of the first things he did was obviously pull out of TPP um, from an American perspective. So it'd be really interesting to see what happens next, actually. There, do you think he'll race into inking that again? Well, I think that's the issue. I think will be what what is the thinking out of State Department now about China? I think. Look, many of the the issues that Donald Trump raised have been long held views, actually, in the State Department. Funnily enough, that 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 they believe that the Chinese haven't always played fairly, and there's been concerns about obviously South China Seas and some territorial rights. Um, so Trump was breaking that diplomacy barrier, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he really pushed the envelope pretty hard. Um, so I, my guess is that. Funnily enough, initially, China will find actually Joe Biden probably a lot a lot more predictable and probably easier to deal with. I think Donald Trump measured the relationship and the trade deal and the quality of a trade deal and being able to prove to his base and the American public that he had inked a much better deal. Um, and that was that was his rhetoric the whole way through, wasn't it? It was that. It was that. But was, had that he was, well, not not really. Actually, in hindsight, I mean, you know, I think they sort of got a fairly average sort of deal. I mean, you would argue that they got some. Uh, so the question will be what happens next now because I think I think the emphasis will change under a Joe Biden presidency to much more focus on those territorial rights, what's happening in Hong Kong, maybe what's happening in Taiwan, certainly the South China Seas again. Um, and, and some of those issues are more challenging issues to deal with actually than a trade deal. I was going to say, could that be 
bad for us in a way because if they're looking to push back China's influence in the South Pacific, would they be asking New Zealand to step up? And- well, they'll certainly want us to support their perspective. That is not new. They have always encouraged us to support the perspective that they have been concerned about China's role in, in South China Seas, for instance. Um, we've always said, look, you know, it's a matter for the parties to resolve. There's that we support a legal process. So it'd be very interesting to see what Beijing really thought, who they actually really wanted in the White House, who, mm. who really knows. But anyway, in the end, they've got Joe Biden. So we'll see how it all plays out. There's a lot of commentary about the treaties that Trump pulled out of, you know, yeah. defunding World Health Organization, that kind of thing. If Biden rolls that back and participates in, a, in a, the global picture again, Good or bad for us? Must be good. Overall good, I think. I mean, we're a little country, so we do well when there's you know multilateral agreements that we can hook in and be part of. I mean, our problem actually in New Zealand is that we're... We're small. We're really well liked. I mean, that's actually how we got there. If you think about... Is that a problem? No, I think it's a really good thing. Um, you know, and that's how we got there we are when we, we wanted to get on the security accounts and how we beat out, you know, effectively Turkey because, you know, they had lots and lots of people to be able to rely on. Um, and we had to win on our merits, you know, and we and we, we won. Mm. And I think that's because we're genuinely liked. Our issue is just that we're small and so... Mm. What happens is we do we often do a lot better when there's these multilateral deals because we can be part of that. And you can see, you know, how long, for instance, it's taken us to get a free trade agreement with Europe, for instance. It's not that they probably don't want to do one. I mean there's issues around agriculture, but you know, do we change the dial for them? Probably not very much. We're way down the list kind of thing. Well, I think there's a bit of that. I, I th- look I think what what will happen under President Biden will be quite predictable on some of that stuff. I mean, for instance, climate change is one of their really core issues. So I'd be stunned if he doesn't go back into the Paris Accord, for instance. I think the more challenging and interesting one will be around Iran. After much anticipation, U.S. President Donald Trump made good on a signature campaign promise, solidifying his America First agenda. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. This was a horrible one-sided deal that should have never, ever been made. Because it was quite an important, I mean, seen as really an important step forward by President Obama. And actually, there wasn't any evidence, in my view, to support that it wasn't working. I mean, the weapons inspectors had access to Iranian nuclear facilities and and had access to what was going on. So I think Donald Trump wanted to hold them up as the bogeyman and and to pull it apart because President Obama did it. And uh, it was more about anything Obama did was wrong as opposed to whether the deal was wrong. And so I think the interesting thing will be to see what happens there. Um, It's probably not going to be the number one issue, but at some point they are going to have to think about it you know, the United States about how they engage with everybody because this has been a quite an interesting four years. Mm, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, so, I mean, do you think he's not going to be, do the Trump thing and just roll back everything Trump rolled back, that they will relook at the issues as they come up before they try to bring America back to Well, he's a considered he's a considered person, so he's not going to be, in my opinion, be rash or silly about mm. things. I mean, there are some things they just deeply care and believe in, and climate change being one. So, yes, they're going to pull that, that position back and re-enter, I think, the Paris Accord very quickly. 
But with other things, the question will in part be, has State Department um, and Defence Department, has their thinking changed and evolved and is it different to what it was? Is the Pentagon thinking something different to what it was thinking a while ago? I mean, I think the thing with Donald Trump that's interesting, I reckon, is that I got him, I got it completely wrong, actually. I thought when he went into office, the office would kind of consume or subsume him or, you know, basically that he would be like a lot of people really in the end take instructions from the officials and actually, you know, wouldn't... He'd be part of that swamp. Yeah, he'd be part of the swamp. <laughs> actually, to be fair to him... He said, no, no, I've got a way of doing things and what I campaign and what I believe in, and I'm just doing it. Now, mm. it's good if it's right. Um, <laughs> the question was whether it was right um, in some parts. But but whereas Joe Biden will be a much more traditional politician, I think mm. he will. He's been around that system for 40-plus years. He, be, he must believe in that system to have been there that long. Um, and so I think he will take their advice. And so you can't immediately say that things will absolutely in every direction change. I mean, he has authority, but he'll he'll think about things. But but it will be a lot more predictable anyway, in my mm. view. There'll be some Democrat supporters who will be like there were Republican supporters who believed everything Barack Obama did was wrong, and there'll be some Democrat supporters who think everything Donald Trump did was wrong. Um, the truth is... There would be so many things that would have happened under a Trump presidency that don't really make the newspapers. We don't really see them. And they're, they're probably quite sensible, thoughtful things. I mean, he cut a lot of bureaucracy in, in um, the corporate sector and the economy was actually functioning quite effectively in a, in a lot of parts. And, you know, he 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 did argue that, you know, there's got to be a bit more give and take on, on some of the burden sharing of, of costs for different issues. And so... I think everyone's kidding themselves. I think everything's going to get reversed. But but there are equally some things which clearly, A, you have to say through the ballot box the American public have rejected, uh, or they want a different approach to. And I think, you know, at a basic level, you know, depending on what happens with the vaccine, I think you will see a different approach, for instance, to COVID-19. I think that That's will... going to be the massive thing he has to tackle first, surely. Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, the scale of, of human loss and the... The impact in the United States is, is enormous. It's a big issue. I mean, I think one of the things he's really going to want to do is take down the temperature and improve the outcomes for African-American voters and people of colour in the United States. I think Black Lives Matter has got a lot of traction because there's deeply felt view that life isn't fair. And um, they've been big supporters of Joe Biden. It's a very big issue. So I think I think you will see Joe Biden trying to do a lot more to demonstrate that America is just a fairer country. And having Kamala Harris as his vice president was important for lots of reasons. Mm. Biden's got a strong moral centre, hasn't he? He's Catholic, but he's not super conservative. No, but you get the feeling that genuinely his faith guides him. I might be wrong, but not from the discussions I've had so much with him, um, but you look at the speeches and the references he has, and you get the feeling it's 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 not a show. It's not something he's putting on. I think he just you know is someone that is you know believes deeply in his faith. Um, and he's, you know he's, you have to have a lot of respect for him. He's a guy that's had a tremendous amount of tragedy 
um, losing his wife and, and daughter, I think it was, and then and, and then, then his a, son. and then to lose his son, yeah. Bo, yeah, would have been would really rip your soul apart, I think, to have such tragedy. So, but that, that sorrow really forms a person's personality, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think he, I think he's the sort of person that's taken a lot of comfort out of his faith. My religion is just an enormous sense of solace, and some of it relates to ritual, some of it relates to just comfort of what you've done your whole life. I go to mass, and I, 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 I I'm able to be. It's just alone. I think Joe Biden will, will want to try and, as I said, take down the temperature, bring people together a bit more. You know, it's, it's, it's become a bit unhealthy, I think, in the United States, mm-hmm. the way that you can't even have a conversation about politics because it, people are so, so wound up on both sides of the argument that it's it's kind of unhealthy. I mean, Last time I looked in New Zealand, yeah, of course, people have strongly held views about who they support and who they don't. But it doesn't mean we can't have a discussion around the dinner table about it. It's not, it hasn't mm. got that bad, I think, last time I looked. But how does Biden do that? I mean, these last four years have been so intense and so strange and so mm. different. I mean, there's no magic formula for taking down that temperature. No, but he'll be a bit more predictable. And his language and his rhetoric will be much more considered, I think. Mm. But he is also... And you know, I think it's fair to mention it. Seventy-eight, he'll be in yeah. the inauguration. Now, is that too old for a world leader? Well, the American public obviously don't think so. So they selected them, and you know, um, Mahatia got there, you know, not so long ago in Malaysia. But it can get there. But I think, I mean, look, you're as, I guess you're as young as you feel. I mean, those jobs are really, really demanding. But what you've got to say is, is Joe Biden knows what he's signing up for. And they had lots of candidates and lots of younger candidates, and they didn't. In the end, they didn't select them. So, you know, I don't think Joe Biden would be that focused on that. I think he'll just say, "Look, you know, I feel I feel good, and I'm going to get out there and work every day for the American people and see how it goes." And it will also be interesting to see how it goes with Jacinda Ardern. I think it's obvious that Trump was not a fan of Jacinda Ardern or her status in the world. It's pretty symbolic that she wasn't invited to the White House like the three prime ministers before her. But Biden and Harris are cut from the same cloth as Ardern and might actually see value in promoting themselves as friends of Ardern's in New Zealand's at the moment. You know, I think having a good personal relationship really helps. And I think um, Jacinda Ardern will find it a lot easier to have a personal relationship with Joe Biden than, for instance... With Donald Trump, that's just a reality. I think that's what she will find. I mean, I would be amazed if if the Prime Minister's not up in the White House sometime in the next year or so. They share really strong views together on climate change. They'll have a lot. They'll have lots to talk about. So I, I imagine she'll be there pretty quick. And we'll leave the last word today to President-elect Biden from a speech during his 2016 trip to Auckland. The Asia Pacific region is where much of the history of the 21st century will be written. And we, uh, we share the same values, the same commitment to freedom and equity, the same fierce independence. You nor we never bend. We never bow. We know who we are. We mean what we say. We say it in slightly different ways, but it's the same. We hold these truths self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator, Etc. That we constantly in pursuit, as you are, in our Constitution of a more perfect union. 
We've made a lot of mistakes speaking for the United States, but it's always been forward. There's no longer what America can do for New Zealand. It's what we can do with New Zealand. Details brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and New Zealand On Air. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, leave us a rating so other people can find us too. I'm Alexia Russell. Jeremy Ansell was the engineer for this episode. And thanks to John Key. Kaki te anō. <laughs>